0: Good morning, and welcome back for round two of our discussions of integral spiritual psychology. Um, as a way of getting back into the conversation, uh, we thought we would revisit some stuff about Parseval to elaborate that a little further. Yeah.
1: First, Piers, I want to thank you for setting these conversations up and doing them together and uh, it's really you know privilege to work with you thank you so much sure. thank you so last time at the there there's a couple of things that um need clarification so we so last time was, was really, um, we were working with a kind of phenomenology of the field of integral spiritual psychology. That is trying to describe what the what the whole field is like, but not theoretically, but try to stay as close as possible uh, to an actual experience. And then... This time we'll begin to go more into in a deeper way the uh, experiences per se. But um, so we located integral spiritual psychology within the depth psychology tradition primarily because it concerns soul and spirit. And, And we... You know, we mentioned that Freud's psychoanalysis is backed by the myth of Oedipus. And Jung's psychology is backed by the mythic story of Eros and Psyche. And uh, integral spiritual psychology is backed by the saga of the Grail, the Parsifal story. And and, and we mentioned that parcival, the word parcival, really means piercing through the heart as a kind of indication of it being the way of the heart. But there's a second meaning of parcival, the word Parsival. You can hear it in the word parcival, piercing through the veil, parcival. So that that it says it's the mythic the Grail is the mythic story of the unveiling of the uh, creating divine being of earth who is in the Gnostic tradition, for example, called Sophia. That is, Earth is veiled. We don't just with our usual consciousness and sensation and perception, we really don't experience it in the world as spiritual in any way. It's quite objective and maybe beautiful, but the beauty is over there. And uh, so it takes this inner path, this kind of inner awakening which is a uh, like a lifting of the veil of sophia where then earth does indeed begin to be seen in much more of her fullness as a sacred being so that that, that that's already contained in the word Parsival.
0: i was um, <clears throat> struck by a couple of things about parcible um one was that a a desire was awoken in him by the sight of these knights.
1: Yes, right.
0: But then he's very much somebody who really doesn't know what he's
1: doing. <laughs> so Are, desire- you about him or me? <laughs> Us. Us. I hope we don't know what we're doing
0: yeah so right there it's really I find this fascinating because there's something that's awoken and real and, and powerful, and yet there's no goal orientation or specificity about even what happens next.
1: Um, that's really perceptive <laughs> and characteristic of the whole of uh, this this way. Uh, of the heart because the purpose of the heart is to be within the heart It it's not to be within the heart in order to have something happen and that makes it completely different than our usual consciousness where we, you know, I'll do this in order to get that or to learn this or that or to be able to do this or that it uh, uh, for within the realm of feeling, it's about feeling, and, and feeling unfolds, but it doesn't—it doesn't lead to anything outside of itself. That's that's uh, that's going to take some getting used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You
1: know. So, uh, and that, that in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way, you know, uh, Parzival starts out wanting to get something. I mean, he does I want to be like those, uh, that light that, that overwhelm me. And it, it's enough that it sets him on a path. So, but that, that takes the whole of the story to see how that unfolds, for example, It's really Gawain in the story who is the major figure of heart awakening. Mm. But we don't take them as separate in a mythic story. You know, you see them as all dimensions of each other. But Gawain has to learn to um, um, be present with emotion without reaction. And he makes the terrible mistake. (laughs) You know, he he has to go into the the castle of wonders and he walks into this room and there's a, you know, there's a lion on the bed and, and Queen jumps on the bed and fights with the lion and has nearly killed himself, but he kills the lion. And the lion is this picturing of rampant emotion. And, uh, uh, Gwen nearly dies because he, he is supposed to tame the lion, not kill the lion. Mm-hmm. It's an important picture of, of, of uh, as we try to enter into the realm of heart and feeling, we, it's not a matter of killing emotion to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a really big mistake.
0: Maybe it would be helpful to talk more about, or to be not about, to, to try to sense, feel our way into the word unfolding.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it means the, the, both the world, but also the human being, which is a word, this word being is really interesting to be-ing, so it's a verb. Mm-mm. It's not a thing, those beings being is the inging of be. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the doing of being.
0: Yeah.
1: It's the doing of, of who we are. See that has that sense of not stepping outside, thinking that, well, if I know that, then I'll be more of who I am. Mm-hmm. We are who we are. That's <laughs> being. Yeah. So, uh, did, I, did I miss that? I... Well, it's,
0: it's so the unfolding.
1: Oh, the unfolding, yeah. I mean, it means that, that, both, that both nature and human being unfold. I mean, we're, 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 we're like a flower. You know, we're like a flower that. There's a seed that grows and it you know, organically unfolds in such a manner that the, you know, the leaves or metamorphose into the, into the flower bud and the flower bud opens and, and then there's many leaves. That's unfolding of nature. And as it unfolds, it, not only is more and more present, it's, it's more and more beautiful. And the uh, the unfolding of being a heart being, a conscious heart being, is it, it, that's the sense of unfolding. Uh,
0: and then there's the dimension of being with the unfolding
1: of everything. Yeah. That's uh, that's right. Yeah the see the, the, the getting becoming aware of that is some it's difficult because we human beings now live almost completely within civilization not within the realm of the heart which is more what is if they, if if the world lived in that sense we would we would be living in a culture that's the, the culture It really means the soul of the collective but we, we live in civilization meaning uh you know we think that we can make everything and do everything and are our own gods <laughs> so so but so the, the process is abs- that we're describing of unfolding within the heart is utterly natural, completely natural. You see the children, the babies live that way. Even, even the tiniest baby, you know, and it's really actually a wonderful uh, practice, you know, to lay on the floor and start moving like a baby, start moving like a baby, because they're, they're, they're present within everything. You know, they're they're not t- just exercising their bodily being; they're touching everything. And then, the, and as the baby you know, gets a little older, play. But but they don't they don't think they're playing. <laughs> I mean, they have no notion of until when they're told and educated into and given given civilizational toys. <laughs> but before that, they. You know, play is is a child can be anything in an instant. It can be a truck or a tree or a bird or a deer that they're, they're because they're within, they're still within this wholeness. So it's so in a way, and well, in a very true way, we're we're trying to develop a kind of second innocence. Not not not. We can't be innocent the way children are innocent, but we can develop into a, a second kind of wisdom that's innocence. That's what, we're, that's what this, this this is concerns.
0: Sitting here listening to you, <clears throat> the word um, popped into my mind, and I think it's related to this other meaning of grail, you had mentioned to me but the word popped in the mind of gestation
1: yes that's a that's a good word and, you, know, the, you know the experience it, it, i think everybody i think it's a universal human experience uh, at a certain that this uh, this being a part of an aspect of everything that it doesn't go away, but it condenses in us. It begins to condense. And as it condenses, it becomes felt as an inner longing. Everybody has that. It gets to a point that, that it's like it's not like the wholeness is disappearing. It's like it's condensing and becoming a strong feel, inner feeling that... As it strengthens, it begins to be felt like, I want to offer something in the world. I want to be of help in the world. That means, let's see, we, 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 the, the grail questions are inherent. What ails thee? How can I help? Who does the grail serve? But that that occurs within us of, of uh just like with the parcel I, 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 there's a longing to be within the world in a helpful way very very natural but <laughs> but in particularly in the, now at in, in this time it's immediately met by, by civilization meaning uh, it's not met by welcome here's the way to begin to continue to unfold within heartfulness in the in in helpful ways in the world that isn't it's meant with uh well you know you have to learn this and you have to learn that and you have to do this and, and then you and then you have to choose something to make a living and uh, if you like it that's wonderful but really finally it doesn't matter if you like it you have to do it <laughs> yeah so that that's kind of then the end of uh, heartfulness and soulness that is very natural
0: so that's a series of um, for many many if not most people that's sort of a series of uh, I don't know if it's the right word. It's a it's a defeating of the longing by by postponing or 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 distracting that you have to get the degree to get the job to eventually have the nonprofit that you can be of service. It's this all immediacy is lost.
1: Immediacy is lost and. And longing becomes desire. Uh. You know, it, 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 it's not exact, I'm just describing the process. You don't feel so much the longing. The longing turns in on itself and becomes desire. And, and, and we become confused in desire. That's rather than I feel a longing to be of help, it's then I desire to do something.
0: Uh, Fascinating. So when we were just talking before we recorded, that another uh, way of understanding, a word to help understand or unpack the grail is gradual. Gradual?
1: Oh, gradual, yes. the The word "grail" itself, which is spelled G R A A L, gral, mean that the word itself means gradual, gradual, because the the realm of the heart and the realm of feeling unfolds gradually. We don't, you know, when we don't. as we were saying earlier we don't know what we're doing and uh uh like like in thinking you know it's one thought after another after another and then suddenly you say oh i get it i got it yeah you know? that doesn't happen in the realm of feeling it's 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 it never stops being gradual mm. so that means also, of course, then it's a different quality of time that we're in within heart awareness. It's not uh, linear time. Yeah. So, so that's that's what. Yeah, thank you. That's what happens to the to when longing turns in and becomes desire that's trying to speed up the longing into something that can be fulfilled in linear time yeah yeah
0: and it always seems to have an implied when you're in that mode it has an implied ending
1: yes an
0: achievement attained and we then we can stop with all this effort
1: yeah or then let's do the next thing right and then well Once that happens, we can start making attractive things to become the next thing that is desired. But, you know, in in any way, the ways that we do experience the heart in in love, uh, when we're not just in the romantic love, I don't mean that, but, but when we're in the field of love, it also is is gradual. I don't mean gradual in the sense that it develops little and becomes, not necessarily it just means it unfolds gradually. If I'm with someone I love, when I say all right, will you please get to the point? <laughs> <You know? laughs> then That's a really, really, really indicator that I've left the heart. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And you're about to have problems. (laughs)
1: problems.
0: (laughs) So, does this mean that attention? Or even the word you used in the notebooks, noticing, mm-hmm. is not in the same civilization time mode.
1: Yeah. It is, it's the it's difference between we are taught to pay attention. You know, that's called noticing too. But, but I mean, pay attention to that and pay attention to that and pay attention to that. But attention is central to heart awareness, but it's not paying attention, it's giving attention. I I give my attention to you. Isn't that interesting way? I mean, rather, I'm not paying attention to you, I'm giving, when I pay attention, it's like, I got a lot of it, you can have a little bit. (laughs) Here's 50 cents worth of my attention. But if you give attention, it means it means my whole being goes over goes into your being, and we're now together. Because, I mean, well, now we can be aware of being together because we were we were anyway. But attention, you know, giving attention is the process of becoming aware. That we are together. And it's felt. I mean, it's not known, it's felt. It's a, it's a, I can feel it now. It's just a remarkably uh, warm, but not fuzzy warm, particularly. Just, just you can feel it in the interior of the body. That's the way I can tell that we tell the difference between paying attention and giving attention. When I'm paying attention, I have to I have to keep paying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. It's an act of strong will or something.
1: That's right. That's right, thank you. It's 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 using attention to focus conceptual presence. Uh-huh. That's different.
0: So when attention is given, a change occurs in the whole.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Again, then, one of the concerns in a way, but not a mental concern, but once I'm, once there's paying attention, there is what follows from that is consistency, meaning that um, uh, you have to be able to follow with the feeling presence the unfolding of the attentiveness that uh, tends the, the, the realm of feeling. Is that?
0: Yeah. Um, I want to give an example yeah. for you, <laughs> but you talk about the tree that grows, the small tree that grows off of your back porch.
1: Yeah. It was, that's that, 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 first of all, is that is it, it, that you're saying that, first that nature reveals to us the way of bodily heart attention. Nature is our teacher in it, in all that we're doing with this. So, uh, you know, I have the right outside my door and on the deck, there's this. Beautiful tree that hap- just happens that all its leaves are heart shaped, <laughs> and uh, and we, we're now. I say, I mean, we're t- tremendously intimate friends, and uh, so I'm with her from the place of the heart, and we're together. And if I say something, how are, how's everything, or uh, she'll answer. I mean, she she'll answer. A leaf will move, or a, a slight breeze comes up, and it seems to be just around that tree, and 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 the tree will move, and it's not some kind of um, um, emotional, you know, response or anything. It's like we are, it, our intimacy is not in the realm of back and forth. I say something to you, the tree responds back to me. We're in this field together. So what occurs? I'm right now. I'm kind of talking about it. Really, th- I would have to slow down to phenomena- phenomenologically describe what is happening within the field together. Yeah.
0: Now, if oh. you had not given the tree your attention, as many as we often do, and you had lived in that place for months or years, what's the difference?
1: Well, uh, partly I don't know yet at all, because we'll be together a long time and have to watch it. Come be with its unfolding, but already it, 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 yeah. This is uh, there's a bit of a challenge within it because it easily does become emotional, and I do feel that. I, I, meaning, uh, it. I feel pain when something like when it's really, really hot for a really long time, and her, and the leaves begin to fold, and I actually hurt. <laughs> and a uh, part of it means I'll, I'll 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 try to unfold with that, and ask her if if she wants water, and I'll go I'll go water the tree, or. Um, but it's it's it's, yeah, I guess what I would want to get at, is that field that we're in together in is a an imaginal field, not literal. If I begin to literalize it as oh you poor tree over there, let me go get you some water, I've left it, I've left the unfolding, with for emotion and that they're so so close because uh I mean, it's just no i don't know that they need to be exactly i think they are side by side but but to notice the difference is really really important it's imaginal meaning we're when we're together we're in image Maybe that's saying a little bit about image. Just the the word image first. I, imago, I mage means I live from within. Mm. Image, I live from within.
0: Very helpful.
1: So it doesn't mean a picture. Doesn't mean you know. Uh, uh, it does mean but it, would, it means i live within the wholeness yeah, that's, that's that's why that's why jung uh, in particular jung image was was central because his primary realm of research was dreams dreaming and dreaming occurs completely as image so it's a complete inner world and there's a lot to it about image. It means that. So, and the dream is a is a very helpful instructor. <laughs> when we dream, we're the dreamer, the dreaming, and the dreamed simultaneously. Right? I'm not outside the dream. That you know, we, we do the dreaming. We're in the dreaming process. And we're in the dream as it's whole.
0: It's very helpful. Because I cannot, you know, when you're talking about the sort of tricky part of becoming emotional about the tree, mm-hmm. this could very easily be becoming sentimental about the tree. Yes. You would never do that with a dream.
1: That's right. Well... uh I don't know, No, no hopefully not, but I was, I was thinking of Jim Hillman, my friend Jim Hillman, who takes up Jung and really, really works the sense of psyche as image. That's all of Hillman's work. Hillman's first writing, his, his, his first book, his dissertation was called Emotion. <laughs> so so at first, for a long time, he spoke of the equivalence of emotion and image. Oh, Really, yeah. You know, you know. Then, then gradually you begin to see that that's that's they're different. And just along the lines that just that that and uh, in working with a dream, so-called dream work, to stay with the image. That's that's his dictum, Hillman, stick to the image in working with a dream. Don't interpret it. Just let it unfold. But part of that is to is to notice when we're emotional with the dream image and to say, well, that, that that's not part of the image.
0: Right, I'm importing that into
1: that. Yeah, sentiment or, yeah. But the same way with the world within the heart. It's really, that's, you, know, you, you really, have got the key to, and this has to do with the heart, I mean, what is the heart? <laughs> what in the world is the heart? Because because of that word, and we see that we we use the word image, I mean, in the word heart, in two different ways. Heart is either a substance without metaphor, or it's a metaphor without substance. Meaning, if I say heart, all. Well, Are you talking about that organ in the body that pumps blood around the body? That's the heart. The heart. When when I say heartfulness, is it the biological heart you're talking about? But that substance, when it has no metaphor, but then and so I say no, that's not exactly what I mean by the heart heartfulness. But then you say, oh, you mean uh, I love you? Uh, I give you my heart. Uh, to say no, it's not that easy because that's 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 hard as metaphor without substance <laughs> So we do mean the in, in, in this kind of psychology we do mean the we do mean the embodied heart but
0: yeah, I think you in the notebooks it was something like it's it's substantial in I don't know if you said metaphorical, but it's yeah. participating in both realms at once. It's not either or
1: yeah. get into a little I hope it isn't too mental to do this. Oh yeah, so we are speaking of the physical heart. Mm-hmm. But we're in, uh, but the physical heart is not the same as the corporeal heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The corpore- I mean, It's interesting that we can speak of the body is corporeal, but the, the corporeal body is also not the physical body. It's it's meaning because it's the the corporeal body is the corpse corpse body. <laughs> And the corporeal heart is the corpse heart. That's that. Uh, and, and when we live conceptually and try to pay attention to heart or body, we're, we're really talking about the corpse. The body as a corpse, even it's walking around, but it's basically, I mean, you are a when I say physical, I mean not you more physically, but I really mean corporeally. Because this is from Steiner, really, really long. And Rudolf Steiner is very clear on this, that the, the, the realm of the physical is invisible. It's so hard to, what? <laughs> the realm of the physical is invisible, the corporeal is visible. But that's conceptual and it makes livingness into corpses.
0: Yeah. And he says our thinking follows along. We have corpse thinking. Yes. Dead concepts meet dead organs.
1: Yes, that's right. That's what mainly we do thinking thoughts that have already been thought. Hmm. So that I call it thoughting, not thinking. (laughs) Corpsing. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is this sense of uh, imaginal too. That I mean, I, I would I, imaginal and physical would be pretty much the same.
0: And you said some very interesting things about the relationship between silence, mm. and the imaginal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. When we begin, when we begin to take nature as our teacher, and as the probably the first and best way to begin to open heart into heartfulness. Um, gosh, uh, I'm sorry, with my left. Where you were saying because I, I realized that we also have to do something to break through the habit of thinking even before meeting nature I'll, I'll typically meet nature conceptually until i begin to feel it heartfully and then then the silence will be noticed but uh it's important to to have some little practice that breaks the tie between thinking and breathing. Because, if, you know, if you try to stop thinking, you'll get really anxious really quick. <laughs> yeah. If you just stop, don't think. You begin to get anxious because, because thinking has become tied into our bodily breathing. So... the. Uh, an easy way to begin to break that tie is if you take 10 deep breaths, belly breaths. And on the 10th, when you hold the breath and you don't, you just, you, and you hold it and you press down inwardly and you keep pressing, not breathing, just pressing down on the breath. And you'll suddenly feel like, uh, well, it's like, it's, it's as if the thoughts are being pushed out of the top of the head. <laughs> And there'll be a little moment of a kind of flash of light. And at any rate, when you really, really press down, you can't—you can't think. It's, it's not possible to think. And you'll notice that. And that's—that begins to break the habitual tie between thinking and, and bodily uh, presence. Sorry to introduce that, but—but but but then as we more and more become intimate with nature, I, I, and I, I, noticed, I remember exactly the moment this happened, I, I was simply taking a long walk just then, you know, n- 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 giving attention to trees and bushes and flowers. And all of a sudden what unfolded was All of the natural world is every moment emerging from the vast uh, background of silence. I don't know, you'd have to experience that to to suddenly be, but the artists, for example, really know that. Like the painters particularly paint you can't if you try if you try to paint a tree <laughs> which i probably would <laughs> if you paint a tree it will never 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 have the feeling of being a tree it'll be a that's an imitation painting of a tree so a, a real painter will never paint a tree they'll paint the they call it negative space you paint the space around the tree and then the tree will emerge from that negative space. But that's what nature is doing all the time. All the time, emerging from the vast, infinite qualities of silence. Pure silence. And that nature is instructing us about how to be within a heart that is when we're within the heart, we're, you, you can also notice that the inner being is pervaded with silence. Silence doesn't mean the absence of noise. You know, uh, gradually, we can be in the middle of all kinds of outer noise and still be within silence. That's that's what nature teaches us about unfolding, the way the heart lives in wholeness.
0: And the imaginal... Mm -hmm. Certainly not a consequence of that, but it is the imaginal that is presencing in the silence.
1: That's right. So that's just saying, you know, uh, an artist is a uh, master of presence with nature. That's, that's one way of saying it. Even if they don't know that, it's not like, you know, even if they paint portraits or any other actors still within that kind of presence of how nature lives?
0: It's so evident with poetry sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just pure magic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that. Uh, thank you. That, that's an interesting scene. That's a beautiful, beautiful unfolding. Uh, within the heart that is happening that because you f- unfolded the petal <laughs> that were within the, you, uh, the petal of language within this unfolding of heartfulness and silence and language they're all they're all one and language then begins to be felt totally differently than words, the use of words conceptually to understand something. It's that that the speaking also emerges from the silence. But then it's bodily felt, heartfelt, vibratorily felt, Within the body, so 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 then being heartful, unfolding within the silence, speaking within the silence. Speaking is simultaneously a listening. again to contrast that with civilization, there is no listening in the present civilized civilized uh, so it's really kind of funny because we, we really see that we are civilization is breaking down and, and, and the first place that shows up is language. That we we don't listen and we don't speak within the silence, everything is pronouncements. And as it begins to be pronouncements, you know, we pronounce at each other back and forth. that's, that's now the breakdown of civilization, which I actually I, has a hopefulness to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Because there's suddenly a. An opening?
1: There could be an opening. If we can go through the death. Right now, the, the, again, in language, is to, use that to be within pronouncing language all the time, separates us more and more. And separation always creates fear. And then fear creates more separation, and it can be you know, can get to a point of pure destructiveness. That's kind of where we are in civilization. But, yeah. If we, again, go back to, if we go back within the heart, within silence, within nature unfolding, within language as bodily gesturing, the other thing that is occurring and that we become more and more present with and the heart is. In the natural world, there's, there's really no difference between, or the difference between life and death is infinitesimal. There's not death is over here and life is over here And to be over here, I have to deny death, or I have to fight against it, or I have to, uh, in not being aware of it, it becomes this kind of emotional way of being with others. But nature does, life and death are like this. Because, I mean, actually nature is showing us that she never dies. She is divine. I mean, dying is awakening to, into the spiritual world. Dying within the spiritual world is awakening into the physical world. There's no I mean, nature lives like that. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Living within heart becomes also living within an intimate presence with death.
0: It would seem that a tremendous challenge then in this time would be to serve the grail Mm. in the midst of dying Mm. when there's so much fear, but also a kind of, you can really feel this, the kind of urgency to want to get it over with. Yeah. And not be present to it and it's immediacy and particularity and not, not felt experience.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, gets us into, <laughs> Volume four. <laughs> what is happening in civilization and the way in the way disastrous events are concocted in order to keep in order to increase fear by giving attention to these these terrible events you know, that keep us actually away from fully entering into the fullness of being together, being within heart, being within the world, being within the unfolding, uh, because because fear can be manipulated and used in you know in all kinds of ways. That that's I guess is the important is is to it's so interesting within heart as feeling. I mean simply not present the, the possibility of manipulation is simply not even present because i mean you'll never see I don't, you'll never see a, a horse trying to be a eagle <laughs> mm-hmm. and and so the, the, the human being is the only being that can try to be what it is not. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right.
1: But to do that requires leaving the heart.
0: Well, I think we did it again. We crammed quite a bit in. Hopefully, we were gradual.
1: Oh, um. <laughs> can we say one little teeny thing? Please. Because we got into this relation a little bit between hard and civilization. We probably shouldn't do that without mentioning ego. Mm. Ego. Uh, uh, because heartfulness is uh, not opposed to ego at all, but it's it's inherently not egotistical. Uh, Because, I mean, ego is the, I call it, ego is the psychological support system that makes us believe that we can live within the world as if, we are completely independent of everything else. So so a civilization that no longer can live comfortably with the embrace of culture, which would be the embrace of the heart, if civilization removes itself from heart, it also becomes more and more egotistical. Mm-hmm. So, so this civilization is also completely a me, me civilization. And mm-hmm. you know then that you see that way they, those are, and, and and there's no way to get rid of that by in civilization itself. Mm-hmm. It'll dissolve, egotism dissolves inherently with the awakening within heart. Because again, I mean, while nature displays herself all the time as beautiful, uh, a rose is a rose because it's beautiful. But it isn't trying to do that. Mm-hmm. It does it as in you know, a belonging within the wholeness. And it is, it's is, it is beauty, but it's not, look at me, how beautiful I am. It's, it's when we are within nature, all of nature displays as beauty. That's, uh, what is the beautiful human being like?
0: We hmm. doubt it's a robot.
1: <laughs> you know, that's all, so beauty is not pretty or and prettiness or anything like that. It's, um, it's, it's, it's very much like heartfulness. I mm-hmm. felt important to say to, I mean, it's not opposed to ego, but just what happens if it separates.
0: Well, it's very interesting that from within civilization, we're getting phrases now, like, or fantasies, I should say, like break away civilization. Oh, right. Civilization can break away from the matrix of Earth.
1: Yeah. That's what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, that's why, you know, well, let's let's have SpaceX and whatever the blue blue dragon is. It? is it, it's really funny to want to why in the world would one want to leave?
0: <laughs> right. Right. All right, sir. Well, thank you. This again. Thank
1: you for this conversation and the way it unfolds is very, it really is. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Until next time.
1: So, yeah, next time. Take care.
0: Thank you for joining us. For more information, you can find us at resistancerecovery.com.